Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 186. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by being on easy mode. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole ton is going down. We're back for another episode in the arc of the good vibes with a listener-submitted deck that combines the best of us both and the best of everybody else in the nation. So we're very excited to talk about this one. We're going to send out some thank yous to all the people that help us out along the way who continue to give us a reason to show up to this little studio every single week and record a super sweet podcast before we do any of that. We have to thank our official sponsors, face-to-facegames.com, they're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. I got my order from them, came in with a uh, $5 gift credit gift, gift credit gift, you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. So always good to, to know that things are rolling again at their facilities and they're shipping stuff out and I'm getting it and everybody should go there and... Peep their wares, as it were. Just peep the merch. And they're in, like, the worst hit part of the country, too. So when they start getting back to normal, that way you know that things are going the way that they should be going. Yeah, sounds like a good vibe. That is a good vibe. I just thought of that. That's really good. Do you have another good vibe? Let's get right into it. This is the arc of good vibes. I do, actually. So I don't know how many people have followed my life as I complain about it, either on the internet or on the show. (laughs) But for the last two weeks, I've been working 4 a.m. shifts. Like 4 a.m. to whenever I'm done, that is at least 2 in the afternoon. So it's a long day, no break. It's really hard, and I hate it. But this week, everybody at work, all my bosses and all the people around me came through for me, got me off that shift, so I'm back to normal. I can play games online with my friends again. I can actually come home and eat supper with my wife again. And my life has kind of... We were heading towards normalcy two weeks ago, and then it got taken away from me because I had to go to bed at like 6.30 every night. <laughs> it's like, and people don't understand that in the part of the world that we live in, it's like 11 p.m. at night. It's still like the the sky is bright enough that you don't like need a flashlight yeah. outside. I didn't see darkness for 13 days. That's like 13 days of day. Yeah. like It doesn't it was, have the same nice ring to it as like 40 days of night. No, it does, and you think like, oh, that's that's got to be great. But like you're going to bed and the birds are still chirping and you wake up and the same fucking birds are chirping again. It's like, God, God damn it. Yes. But it was. it's great to be back to normal as our part of the world again returns to normalcy. It just, it, it really just, it feels really good for me. And so I hope that everybody else very soon or now has that same feeling in their own lives. Yeah, you had a, in that time too, you had like some kind of radio weather cut or did something, didn't you? What did, what did you call it? Oh, a radio weather sponsor. They've been kind of along with all of the stuff that they were having me do the last couple of weeks. They also dropped a couple other little spicy nugs on my plate. So you, if you're in the- Good nuggets though, right? Good, good nugs. Yeah, if you're, if you're in an area where you can hear my radio station, you may or may not hear my voice coming up more often in the coming days and weeks. Oh, yeah. So that's exciting. Very cool. Yeah, sometimes sometimes on Fridays I still listen to Rock 102 to see if I can hear Prize Man Brando. Oh, he he may or may not make the comeback. Even though there's not that many prizes given out these days because oh, we, yeah. we don't have concerts to give tickets to. Mm. But you know, maybe. Man, that's it. That's it. Yeah, we all good vibes. 
Yeah, it's it's feeling good. It's like it, it, the world is the world is an okay place. Also, it's like thirty two degrees today. Yeah, with a hundred mile an hour wind. You know what? Let's let's take the good with the good. Yeah, that's it. You know what? My my wife and little guy have a date this morning to go to like into an actual breakfast restaurant to get pancakes. Oh, nice. Yeah, not my jam, but I'm not really a breakfast guy. Sure, I'll eat bacon all day, but yeah, whatever. You can eat bacon all day. Yeah, exactly. And then they have an actual park play date. Oh, the parks just opened here yesterday. Yeah. They had all the swings taped together, and they had, like, caution tape wrapped around the slides. And, I mean, I remember when we were kids, I guarantee you those caution tapes would not have lasted very long. Oh, no. They'd be streamers on our bikes. Yes. Like, the day they and went the up. And the signs, we'd, we'd, we'd clothespin clip the, the signs to yeah. our to like into our bike spokes so they sound like motorcycles yeah yeah dude like but these days people have maybe a little bit more respect for that authorita i get at least the kids do yeah that's fine and you know yeah, what that, that sure it's good and nobody wants to get sick right yeah you don't want to be spreading the illness if you can if you can help it but it, it's good to see the kids back playing the parks were all full yesterday when i was out walking the dog it's 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 great to see there it is yeah and i mean the parks were never this full before all this happened. So maybe it's going to encourage people to go outside and play with their kids more. Yeah, kids get active, right? That's a big thing right now. Sedentary kids and screen time and all that jazz. It's, yeah. it's bad for kids. They, they need to go outside and fucking like fall down and play and shit. Right? Maybe the last... They're going to eat some dirt. I was just going to say that. They're going to eat dirt and have ladybugs like... They think, oh, the ladybug's peeing on me. No, he's trying to eat you. Yeah. I love ladybugs, but they're terrifying. And that, that fluid they spit on your hand, they are trying to digest you. Oh, yeah? Do not make any mistake. They are trying to eat you. They're Ooh. not afraid of you. They they want you inside them because you are big and you probably taste really good. Yeah, I think... Let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got a listener submitted deck today. Today, for everybody that's waiting for the hint... Or or the answer to the hint. Oh, we had so many hints yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. But hard ones. Yeah, they weren't easy. Hints. We we we're, 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 we can't really find where exactly to come in with the hint. Like some of them are so easy, and some of them are just so obtuse. Yeah, like just... you've had to have listened to all hundred and eighty five previous <laughs> episodes and made notes that you can tell which. Yeah. 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 So the hints were easy mode. Yep. Color combination. What's the easiest guild to play? It's just build itself. It's all the value. It just gets you where you want to go. It would definitely have to be Simic. 100%. 100%. And we have done this deck before, this commander. This commander shares its color identity with another Simic commander at Uncommon. Right. It's something that you like. It's something that I like in Persistent Petitioners. Yep. It's listener Chris Culver's Tatiova Persistent Petitioner's Deck. Oh, baby. So Brando and I and Chris Culver have all Eiffel Towered each other to the point of Tatiova Petitioner's. Yes, I had Tatiova a Counterless Simic is what I built. Yep. No counters, no counter spells. You have a Persistent Petitioner's Deck that we talked about ad nauseum for like a year. Every day. Every single the day. The only reason we're not talking about it is because I'm not playing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and now Chris has sent in a sweet Mill deck, and I'm I'm pumped about this. I know Mill isn't very good, but because Mill isn't very good, I kind of like it. I have yeah. a soft spot yes. for it. And this isn't a Demir deck, right? Like yeah. Usually Mill is a kind of demir deck and it's whatever but this is 
this is cool and I like it. We're always down for the off the wall builds or the builds that take something that maybe a different color or color combo will do. And we, we kind of shoehorn jam it kind of extra spit lube into a different color. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Should we read Tatiova and then talk about some other stuff? Oh, 100%. All right, Tatiova Benthic Druid is a merfolk druid, 3-3 for green, blue, 3. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life and draw a card. Ooh. Holy shit. Yeah, that's some, that is giving me all the value and rewarding me for something that I want to be doing anyways. It's just play the game. Yes. Benefit. Yeah, play the game, except do it better than anybody who isn't playing blue or green. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so Simic's got a whole bunch of, has been getting dumped on for being too pushed, too powerful as of late. Probably the last year to, what, 16 months? Yes. Okay. Do, do you think it's getting that because all of the cards in it are kind of like this? It's not that it's getting pushed, it's that people who are, whoever's making these Simic cards is getting lazy. Like, it's just, oh, well, it's a Simic card... Let's just have it draw a card and maybe put in an extra land. Yeah, I've I've heard the lazy argument. Like it's as soon as you tack on card draw for doing something that you want to be doing, like Corvald, Tatiova, Chulain, Alila, Artful Provocateur. All of those are just like, oh, yeah, do something that you want to do. Get a plus one, draw a card or whatever. Right? It's like okay, we we get it. Like. The lazy argument does hold some water, yeah. but also, like, you got to remember some of these are designed for Brawl, some of these are designed for Standard, yeah. right? So they've got to they've got to balance them in a way that they're going to be good in those formats. It just so happens that EDH is very much a format of long-term value if you're not looking to play, like, ultra-fast combo, yeah. right? So, yeah, like, it does fall over a little bit, but... Also, like, when you, when you think about that, there's... There's 10 guilds, we'll call them. Yeah. There's 10, whatever you want to call the three-color things, and all of them at this point have a fairly defined identity, and maybe it's not so much lazency or laziness or complicity or whatever. It's just they kind of built these little boxes, and now they sort of have to live inside the box. And sure, it might come off as, oh, this is lazy or it's all very samesy or whatever, but I mean... People like structure, and this is what Simic does, so they're printing Simic cards that are just good. Yeah, and the the counter-argument, or what I would say to either, either counter that or add to it, I'm not sure how this is going to sound, but Wizards in the, the, the Guild and Triome and Shard Wedge argument is very much damned if they do, damned if they don't. It's like if they printed Tatiova's brother... Tatty him or whatever, right? It's like <laughs> draw a card, play a land, gain a life, or whatever. It's like, oh, just another fucking Simic thing, right? Yeah. But if they printed that same thing in Boros, just hear me out, d play a land, draw a card, get a 1-1 one, one creature or whatever. Oh. They'd be like, oh, well, Boros doesn't do this, and you that's not in the Boros color identity, and white can't draw cards. It's like they're fucked either way. Yeah, so ex Exactly. So why not just print this shit? Because people are expecting it. Just print it. I would love to see that card, by the way. I would 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, that Boros card, play that. People would play the hell out of this, anything in red or white that says draw card, right? Hell and yeah, and they, they do, and we do. Yeah. Right? If they had one, like, just super value, just draw a card, whenever a 1-1 one, one creature comes into play under your control, draw a card. Oh, oh my God. Can you imagine? Holy shit. But it's like, it's, it's converted mana cost is like white, 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 red, 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 red. <laughs> <laughs> it would... 
it would still cost $100 and it would probably just immediately be banned. It would be insta-banned. It would be banned faster than Lutri. Oh, man, that's so great. That's so great. So, you know what? At the end of the day, it's like we're not playing that Tatiova deck. We would never really play that Chulane deck. No. Right? That's not why people show up here. That's not why we show up fucking anywhere. And we... I think you and I as as creators and people that talk and think about the game lots and a lot of the people in CCO Nation who are very smart and, and we have a lot of dialogue like this with know that at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day really when you sit down to play the game communication. Hey, this is my tattoo of a petitioner's deck. I'm willing to give out more information so my opponents have a good time, right? And you know what I kind of like as much as it is easy mode as we keep saying, you know what I like about Tatiova a lot in the build space that she provides for you. She's so pure value for doing something that isn't a difficult hoop to jump through. She gives you so much room in the deck. You can do anything with To her. do anything, because you don't have to fill it up with ramp. You don't have to fill it up with card draw, which gives you more space to do other really cool shit. Yes, and she does have that inherent or that built-in weakness in that because you're doing anything that you want, and you have lots of room to do it, a lot of your strategy is contingent on landing your commander on turn probably four. Yeah. Right? Because you're going to play a little bit of ramp to get her out early because your whole game plan is dependent on her. Yes. Which is a great weakness to have built into any commander deck. It's what makes the format the format, right? Correct. Yeah. So I guess we, we, we talked about Tatiova, then we just talked about Tatiova the whole time. God damn it. Yeah. Well, then let's have a a side tangent because Tatiova is blue and green and you know who else is blue and green? Momir Vig. <laughs> and this is top of mind for me right now because I was playing FNM at home yesterday on Arena and the format of the week was Momir and that is the most miserable slog of a piece of shit format I have ever played in my life. So see if I, see if I can get this right. You... It's something about, like, you can tap land and you get any color or any creature randomly. Yes. Is that, because you, like, you used to play it on MT, like on MTGO, right? Yeah, you, you, you pay X and you discard a card and you get a random creature with converted mana cost X. It, it can't be played in real life, only online. It's essentially like going to the bar and bumping uglies with randoms. Yes. Okay. It is exactly like that. And I went, I, I believe it was 2 and 14 <laughs> as I'm trying to get my two wins, which is just... <laughs> 2 and 14? Who are you, the fucking Browns? I, right? <laughs> You're the Detroit Lions over here? Oh, man, I'm Cleveland Brando is who oh. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was just miserable like i'd be going tap five and i'd get a actually this actually happened i went tap five and i got a two six with defender and they went like tap four and they got a world shaper <laughs> into tap five into that red elemental that both fire breathes your whole team and gives them haste and lets you discard any number of cards from your hand to draw that many cards. And then when it dies, it deals damage to each opponent equal the number of lands in your fucking graveyard, and you which can, is every card in your graveyard. Which is every card in your deck. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Like, it was just such a slog. And that happened to me over and over and over again. I'd pay, I'd pay seven for a vanilla thing. Or like a 4-4 four, four that only cares if I have dragons. And of course I don't, because all I have is a bunch of 1-6s. Oh, so good. God, it was so... T and it, it, it takes skill and strategy and everything all the way out of it. It's like, well, 
They have a 4-4 with lifelink and death touch that when it dies, it kills one of my creatures. And I fucking don't. <laughs> and that's how the games always end. Oh, oh so funny. Such, oh, man. What a long night that was. Kyla was like, why do you still play this game? Why do you even play Magic? I don't think you like it. Sometimes I don't think you do. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that was my good vibe for the week right there is hearing that story. <laughs> calling yourself Cleveland Brando. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, fuck. That's good. Uh, so that's that's that. That's my F&M story. Now that we've talked about something that isn't Tatiova, should we do a deck? Well, we got a couple patrons to thank real oh, quick. Shit. We've got some good patron nicknames. I've I've thought of I've thought of these a little bit because I've chatted with these guys already. Oh, no fair. I didn't get to help. Oh, that's fine. You can still contribute. Okay. Yeah, you're still important. Okay. Okay. So, patreon.com/ccopodcast if you're willing, able, want to, even if you don't want to, just like maybe you should go there. I don't know. <laughs> just check the out <laughs> if you would like to help the show stay afloat support the show blah 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 part of that part of the benefits of that is your patreon nickname yes oh, uh, we're gonna use the air quotes benefit yes i don't know but yes so first first shout out thank you and f you to cory briscoe briscoe cory briscoe like the briscoe brothers body shop what Dude, that's that's some wrestling you were watching at the time. Really? The Briscoe Brothers Body Shop. Gerald Briscoe, one of the stooges to Vince McMahon. And Stone Cold would whoop his ass and stunner him like three times a week. Uh, I thought he did that to everybody. Well, yeah, but this is one of like the specific dudes. That he used to this, do. Is enough, this is a pseudo-celebrity, Corey Briscoe from yeah. WWE. Yeah, like dude. a wrestler from 1999. He was like a wrestler from 1979. But <laughs> he, was an old, he was an old man getting stunnered by Stone Cold in 1999. <laughs> okay. Corey old man pseudo celebrity Briscoe. Yeah. I love it. I did I had no idea I was gonna make like a brisket joke or something about barbecue or No. No. no yeah. Getting stunnered, way cooler. <laughs> way more painful, but way cooler. Yes. Okay. Next shout out and F you, Carl Jones. And he emailed me. He emailed me about getting an altar for his his Patreon sign up gift. Oh, sure. you, you, hey, you mailed out all the uh, the Brando tokens. I did. I had a few of them that were in the mail already, and then I had just kind of been sleeping on a few other ones, so I apologize for the long wait. But if you wanted just a Brando Just blame Canada altar, Post, man. Just blame on, Canada well, Post. That's why they haven't. The ones I mailed haven't come in yet, but the rest of them are in the mail right now, and they'll be on their way to you already because I put them in the mail like five days ago. Yeah, and that, that is an actual benefit. Yeah. I sent out a bunch of CCO sleeves. Or sorry, um, CCO sleeves. No, we don't have those yet. Yet, though, we're, we're looking into it. Working on it. I sent out CCO stickers in sleeves that I wrote FU on. So if people want to put their tokens in FU sleeves. Yeah. There you go. Sick. Okay, yeah. So those are those are in the mail, everybody. Carl Jones, though, emailed me about an, an actual altar that he can get a discount on for his sign-up gift. And he his, like his little bubble, you know, and how you have that little picture beside your email address when you send us a thing. Sure, yeah. Is like him at the beach coming out of water, and he's like his shirt's all stuck to him. And I thought, dang, hot Carl! <laughs> <laughs> this is hot Carl Jones. Hot Carl, I like and it. And that is like the perfect, just hot, hot and punchy. <laughs> don't Google that. Yeah, oh, definitely don't. Do not look this one up on the internet. Okay? Hot and punchy, hot Carl Jones. Even Jones makes that sound dirty, hey? Yeah. Oh, it makes it sound more dirty. That's the perfect little punchy nickname for the Discord channel if uh, if Hot Carl ever wants to jump on there. There we go. 
There it is. So the big, Discord channel, another benefit of ours. There it is. You yeah. got it in there. Yeah. yeah. There it is. That is the the. I like those. <laughs> I don't know why everybody else does, but yeah. But hey, we have fun with it, and that's what matters, right? <laughs> that is a hundred percent. Only us. We're the only ones that matter. <laughs> F everybody else, especially everyone. Yes. <laughs> now we should do a deck. Okay. Okay. We said this was a mill deck, so let's start in the mill section. Sure, yeah. Let's let's get right to the meat and the potatoes. The mill section, starting with persistent petitioners. Oh, baby. I am excited because this is a human advisor, 1-3 for blue, 1. It has 1, tap. Target player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. Sounds terrible. That is bad mill. That's bad mill, even if we mill ourselves. Yes. Yes. But... You can tap four untapped advisors you control to mill 12. Ooh. Yeah, anybody can mill 12. I like Like it. target player. Yeah. Yeah. The kicker, a deck can play any number of persistent petitioners. Ooh. Yeah, baby. So that, of course, breaks the rule of commander. It breaks the rule of magic that, that caps the number of cards that you can play. So you can play 25 of them in this deck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> could, could we have a deck that only had one? Like, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Um, like one relentless rat, one persistent petitioner, one of that other rat. Is it rat colony? Rat colony. One of seven dwarf. One seven dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> or what, what? What's the other one? The 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 black the black uh, apostle. Uh, Shadowborn apostle. Yeah. yeah. Like, does that exi- Does that deck exist? I would love to see. You know what? Probably rats. Yes, you could have. There's enough rats in Magic's history to make a black or a black X rat deck that, you know, does have one um, relentless rat and one rat colony and one plague rat. They, they kind of all do the same thing. You could have advisor tribal if you had white because there are a good number of advisors in white. But is there a Grixis deck that plays one of each? One rat, one petitioner, one dwarf. Yeah. Uh, that's probably a bad deck. <laughs> do, do you know where you are? Have you ever listened to the show that you host? <laughs> Have you... What? your Nation, get after us with yeah. those lists that yeah. have one of the cards that have no cap. Yes. all One of each card <laughs> that has no cap. I would... I'm down. I would if we can figure out a way of making that work as a like a collective unit as a whole. If CCO Nation can make that happen, that sounds awful. That will next level Everyone. everybody because there is there's nobody else that's thought of that. And we, you'll include like shit like Blood Bond March or whatever, <laughs> or, or all of the cards that the Thrumming Stone that typically go in those decks. But we're only playing one of those things. So when yeah. we say it's like, oh yeah, it's my it's a it's my advisor tribal deck or it's my rat deck, but it only has fucking one. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, funny. I like it. You know what? If anybody's interested, oh, I got, I got two things. Peep Ooh. this. Check oh, this out. Shit. Cr- okay. Cross promo. I'm gonna cut this cross promo rug right now. Okay. If anybody's interested in learning about how I built my persistent petitioners deck, we've never featured it on this show, but on Commander Ad Populum episodes 37 and 38, I did talk about it. And because I mentioned my solo project. I wanted to mention Brando does stuff on YouTube. Oh, that's something that I do. That's I- something that you do. And I 
Rebecca and I did a three-shot challenge. You know that social media thing where you drink and then you nominate somebody? Right. I may or may not have nominated a one Mr. Brando. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that might be a Brando does stuff moment. It could be. If you want. We'll you, see. You could you could do that. I could do that. I'm going to post on the Discord. I'm going to tag you in it, and I posted a couple other dis or I'm going to tag a couple other Discord members in it. I think they'll probably have seen it by the time this this cast airs, but I'm talking to you right now. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. We'll see how she goes. That's the mill section. Yeah, that's the whole mill section. There's 25 of the same card. Everybody, I think, at this point knows kind of how persistent partitioners work. You get four of them, you tap them, you mill somebody 12 times. And we've got a whole shell around them, so let's talk about the shell that is around them. Should we go to the more mill section? How about the untappy section? Sure, because essentially it is like more persistent partitionering. Okay, we've got uh, two cards here. The first one is Quest for Renewal. That is an enchantment. Green one, whenever a creature you control becomes tapped, you may put a quest counter on Quest for Renewal. And at the beginning, and as long as four or more quest counters are on Quest for Renewal, untap all creatures you control during each other player's untap step. That is a hell of a card. So that is like a slow Seedborn Muse. It's like a, like a cheap Seedborn Muse, really, because it's a dollar instead of like 15 or whatever Seedborn is at, right? Yeah. So I, I appreciate the budget include for sure, and I appreciate being to, able to untap the petitioners. Agreed. Yep. Uh, another budget Seedborn Muse in Merkfiend Liege. Yeah, Simic, Simic, Simic hybrid. Two for a 4-4. Four, four. Other blue creatures and other green creatures get plus one, plus one on different lines. So if a blue-green creature is out, they get plus two, plus two. And untap all green and or blue creatures you control during each other player's untap step. It's a good one. That is going to untap our partitioners every time. Yes. Yep. Yep. And make them bigger so if you have to, I don't know, block with them. Because oh. two, two fours are good blockers. Yes. You know what? You'd be surprised actually when somebody's trying to get chip-ins or if somebody's got tokens and I've got a bunch of partitioners in my deck, you just can't get in. Yeah, one threes are not easy to get over with your kind of go wide token strategies in a lot of cases unless you're already swinging for the win so cool we're, we're going to more mail now we're going to do this okay there's some there's some cool cards in here and i think it helps to kind of keep these in mind when we talk about lots of the other cards in the deck because it's not just persistent partitioners there's some other stuff going on here so let's talk about sylvan awakening yeah this is a sorcery green two until end of turn all lands you control become 2-2 elemental creatures with reach, indestructible, and haste that are still lands. So w we haven't discovered quite yet why that's mill, but we're going to. We will in a f one second when we talk about Xenograft. Enchantment for five, blue four. When it enters a battlefield, name a, choose a creature type. Advisor in this case. Yes. Each creature you control is the chosen type in addition to its other types. So now you can tap your lands to mill yes because they're advisors yeah. and creatures <laughs> very much so <laughs> persistent partitioners ability is tap for untapped advisors you control it has nothing to do with that exact partitioner any one partitioner just says tap for advisors yes the summoning sickness does not impact this ability also true very important that's right so if we have like let's say 12 lands and one petitioner, we can just tap all 12 of our lands and mill somebody for 48. Yes. Just, that's that's what you could do. Yes. Cool. 
That is excellent. Next up, we have Arcane Adaptations. Yes, this is another choose a creature type. Creatures you control are the chosen type in addition to their other types. It's basically the same card, but it costs two less. And the same is true for creature spells you control and creature spells you own that aren't on the battlefield. So anything that's on the stack is also going to be a partitioner. And any creature that I own, but if it's in my graveyard hand or library or exiled or in my command zone, is mm -hmm. also going to be a advisor. Is this just a better version of Xenograph? Like, in, it's better in every way. Yes. Nice. Yeah. All right, next up, we have Long-Term Plans. I always forget this card exists. Yeah, this is a cool one. And I, I, don't, I don't know why it's in the more mill section. I don't think it should be, but it is, so let's talk about it. Okay, sure. Long-Term Plans is an instant. Instant. Remember that? Yeah. Instant. Instant. For blue two, search your library for a card, then put it third from the top. <laughs> it's like long-term <laughs> plans. Uh, yeah. A couple turns from now, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Unless I can draw or mill myself to it and then just get it. And you can because you have things that mill you for one. Yes. Yeah. So it's a cool card. Yep. I'm not going to say, oh, it's underplayed, but like it's a cool card. I don't think too many people think about it when they four, think about tutors. Four bucks for that. I, a, I suppose it's a tutor that you yeah. can like reasonably work around. Yeah. It's an instant speed tutor that gets you any card. That's pretty good it's pretty good yeah and the last card in the more mill section as we talked about with sylvan awakening this one will do a ton of work and it is avenger of zendikar oh yeah seven mana five five enters a battlefield you get a plant token uh, an advisor token at the, in this case for each land you control landfall all your plant advisors get plus one plus one Al also just works really good with tatiova where you're playing your land anyway the package in this thing revolves around you playing a lot more land so those plant advisors or plant visors if you will oh. those little botanists are going to get real big real quick and you might just be able to slap somebody's lips off yes the um when we talk about strengths and weaknesses you do have an actual edh quality win con in this deck with avenger avenger of zendikar and a, a, maybe a couple other cards that i we're going to talk about yes we're going to take a look next at the it's called One More Time. These custom categories are fun. Oh, yeah. They make it so easy, everybody. Please continue to do them if you want to send us decks. <laughs> yes. Uh, first card in the One More Time category is a staple of the format in Regrowth. Yeah, they just get something back from your graveyard. And Wildest Dreams does the same thing, but for XX. And it gets you back X things. Yes. You have to exile it. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh... Regrowth is good sometimes if, if you have, like, two regrowth effects you can get like the other one back or if you can copy them but this one excels itself as a lot of them do so i don't it, know usually when something returns two of anything back to your hand typically i think that they, they exile. exile themselves these days at least yeah because if you had two of those you could get just chain them yeah just chain them that's right that's uh, what i was saying next up we have creeping renaissance renee renaissance that's renaissance that's definitely yeah. renaissance yeah it's a weird word uh, yeah, I think it is underplayed as well. This is green, green, three. Choose a permanent type. Return all cards of the chosen type from your graveyard to your hand. Just us. Yeah. And then it has flashback for green, green, five. So if somebody wipes out your petitioners, you can just put them all back in your hand. I have noticed as soon as you have four advisors, boom, Wrath of God. Doesn't matter what the other table is because people hate getting milled because they think that they're going to like not be able to win because they are getting milled. They don't like getting their cards milled because they mill the card and they say, oh, I wanted to play that card. And yeah, you want to play all the cards in your deck. That's why but, they're in there. Yeah, exactly. But the 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 one or the 12 cards shouldn't, in all likelihood, won't cause you to lose the game. 
having all your cards milled will cause you to lose the game, but having mm -hmm. one or any random 12 of them won't. So as soon as there's four advisors, boom, they will wrath, but we can just name creature and get all our creatures back. And they're cheap. You just cast them again for two and boom, you... Bob is actually your uncle. Yes. <laughs> all right, man. Last one in the in the in the format. In the category, we have Tamio Collector of Tales. I I don't actually know what any Tamio does, not even one of them, so I will read this verbatim. This is a legendary planeswalker Tamio, five loyalty for blue green two. Static is spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause you to discard cards or sacrifice permanents. That, that's not irrelevant. No, that's, that's good. That's, that's good. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Plus one, choose a non-land card name, then reveal the top four cards of your library, put all cards with the chosen name from among them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So we'll probably name petitioners or whatever we search for with long-term plans. Yes. Okay. Minus three, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Oh, that's there's the regrowth effect. Yes. So you can find what you want probably get a bunch of petitioners into your hand and then if you milled something that you really want just get it yes and it has a non-negligible static so good fit in the deck yeah she's a solid card i think okay those are sort of what makes the deck unique there is a field of category that has three cards in it sylvan scrying crop rotation field of the dead the first two cards are for finding field of the dead field of the dead is for getting you zombies when you play uniquely named lands and I'm going to suggest something later on in the show that could really, really, really abuse that card. I'm going to suggest that you name petitioners with your creature type switching cards. And when you get zombies for playing lands, and remember, you're in a Tatiova deck, so you're going to play lands yeah. and draw more lands. You're actually going to get petitioners to mill. Good include. I actually, yes. I, I secretly like that. I do too. I play Price of Progress as a backup win con in my Petitioner's deck. <laughs> oh, it tilts people into the Shadow Realm. <laughs> if I didn't, I would play less basics so I could do the same thing. Cool. Yeah. Neat. Anyways, we're on to more regular categories. The ramp, the card draw, and I guess lands if there's any... And protection spells, right? Or interaction. Kay. Let's do the protection spells quick. We have a negate and an arcane denial those are two mana counter spells that you know counter creature draw you guys both some cards whatever with the card draw engines in this deck do you need arcane denial like why don't you just, just play counter spell yes i i agree I, and i would i don't play arcane denial in any deck people say oh well it's card parody because they get two and you get one or whatever and you draw your card back blah 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 like no i'm going to use my counter spell on something that i'm going to like tempo somebody on I think EDH is shifting more to a tempo-driven format um, just to, to make your value up that way. Um, when, you, when you combine a little bit of card advantage with a lot of politics, tempo goes a long way. Yeah, and if you want to do something like this, maybe Narset's reversal so you can steal their fucking spell. And then yeah, at that... least you know what they're going to get. You couldn't, they might draw themselves into something worse for you. Yeah, I don't play Arcane Denial. I play Counterspell. I play Mana Drain. <laughs> I play... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I got Force of Will and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Those are all in my Simic deck. Yeah, you're trash. As is the next card. Simic Charm. Oh, baby. Simic Charm is good. This is uh, blue-green for an instant. Choose one. Target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Get out of here. You can pump a creature that you're blocking with to kill their creature. There's probably better things you could do. Yes, I agree. Or... Permanence you control gain hexproof, so that you're targeting anything 
anything because it's permanence. Yep. You're essentially countering their removal spell. Yes. Whole baby. Which includes like their strip mine destroying your land. Yes. Because I'll give my land hexproof. Thank you very much. Yes. Or return target creature to its owner's hand, which is a blocker, their blocker, or their attacker. Or if they're removing one of our things, we can just bounce it. If it's got an ETB thing that we don't want to give hexproof. Or if they're trying to kiki combo you, you can bounce one of the halves of it. Oh, dude. Simic Charm is so gold dang good. I think it's the best one. People are like, oh, no, Rakdos Charm because you can use it as a win con. Or is it one because it draws you cards? No, I think that Simic Charm is the best one. I think that it has way more blowout potential. Oh, Which yeah. around here makes it the best one. I'll have a good blowout. Hell yeah. Should we go to the ramp section? Yeah, because a lot of these are going to be what Tatiova players ought to be doing, right? Yes. But give, give us the extra landers. So we got Landwar Scout, Walking Atlas, Sakura Tribe Scout, Sky Shroud Ranger, and Wayward Swordtooth. Those are the ones that let us play more than the regular amount of land one per turn. And, the, and this is key here. With Landwar Scout and Walking Atlas and all those guys, they're not letting you play an additional land. They tap to put a land from your hand into play. So when you untap them with Merkfiend Liege, oh. you can tap them again on your opponent's turn to put another card into play from your hand. And if you got Tatiova in play, which you probably do, you're also going to gain a life and draw a card. And you can which, do that on every you, other player's turn. Yeah, and if you draw a land, you can do that again because your Merkfiend Liege is going to untap on the next player's turn. Yeah, it makes you blow up and gets you to a non-land draw. It's very good. That's a maximum of four lands and four life per round of the table. Yeah, for for each one of them. Holy if you have more shit. than one of them in play, you could do eight, 12 land a turn. If you're very unlucky in your draws, but... Well, hey, this, this deck has a little bit of built-in insurance against being unlucky because if you draw non-land cards there is other card draw spells in the deck but if you draw not lands and not card draw spells you're probably going to draw petitioners because you have so many of them and they're actually in concert with each other your win con yeah so hell yeah redundancy except it's fun redundancy fun redundancy it's not just like i have 25 counter spells and 17 things that allow me to get a counter spell so that i can counter a spell I play Simic. Put a plus one, plus one counter on my guy. Yeah. Value. Are Simic robot people? No, they're like ooze people. Yeah. That's my ooze voice. (laughs) (laughs) Is that ooze? That was ooze, wasn't it? Ooze is hell. (laughs) All right. Continuing on with our ramp section, we're also playing a Harrow, a Cultivate, a Wood Elves, a Sakura Tribe Elder. Is Is that in here? Yep. Sakura Tribe Elder is also in here. A Kodama's Reach. Those are all pretty standard. They all find you some number of land. Uh, important to note with our tappers to get more landers and Kudama's Reach and Cultivate, that land that goes into your hand probably also immediately goes into play. Yeah, so that's the ramp. Let's do the card draw because, again, I think some of it is going to be sort of sort of typical, I guess. Hey, let's just go back for a second. Is Wayward Swordtooth really 13 bucks? Yep. All those extra land cards are expensive. Every single one. Yeah, they all just... They just go up. You could go to any magic store anywhere. Three or four bucks. Three or four bucks. Yeah. Just grab them. Remember when Exploration got reprinted and everybody was like, praise the Lord. And And that's 50 bucks again? Yeah, now it's expensive again. Yeah. 
As soon as they're out of print, hey? Yeah. They just... And in Corset 21, Azusa Lost But Seeking is getting a reprint, and she's like $35 right now. She's going to go down to 15 or 20 and she's going to go right back up again. Yep. Because it's going to be four or five years before she gets a reprint again. I this is something to talk about on the the set review show, which will be coming up pretty soon. Do you think that because these reprints are coming in a core set, they might affect reprint or prices a little bit more, more? because core sets are in play for a lot longer than a typical, like because it's like that year rotation? Core sets don't sell as many packs. But this one will. Maybe. I think this one this might. This one will not sell more than War of the Spark or Ikoria. Oh, heck no. But no. I think it might sell more than M20. Ooh, maybe. Because it's, it's, it's a cool set so far. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for a set review of it. Because there's, oh, yeah. there's lots of stuff in this set that I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play. I'm excited to see other people play. I'm very pumped for it. You're, you're jazzed hard. Yes. Rock hard plus jazzed. Absolutely. I'm doing jazz hands while I just show it off. It's a thing. Okay. Yeah, Cool. Dude. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the draw package for this Tatiova Persistent Petitioner's Mill deck. That's hard to say. Hey? That is way harder than I thought. I was like, I'm just going to show Ryan how it's done right now. And I like, know. I always struggle. And I now you're struggling. Too. It's like, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Welcome to Beast Whisperer. Beast World. That's play creature draw card. We're going to do lots of both of those things. Got mass appeal. Is that draw a card for each human you control? It's going to be all of them. Yes. Uh, sprouting Vines. I like this one. This is a card draw spell? Sort of. Like, oh, yeah, because you play lands, you draw cards with Tatiova. This yep. is a card draw spell. This is instant speed. Whole very, baby. Very important. Green, two, instant. Search your library for a basic land card. Reveal that card. Put it into your hand. Okay. Storm. Ah. Yeah. So if you yep. play, you know, three or four petitioners, because you fucking will, then you do this. You search for like five land, and then you play one or more. Or you, you have you your buddy that's back. taking the big value turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get four or five land at the end of their turn just real quick. And then you use your land tappy to put her in her to player guys to just drop them all into play before your turn. Yeah, sometimes there's just like um, there's a, a somebody's doing a thing and another thing and somebody goes counterspell. And then somebody goes, okay, well, in response, I'm going to do this because, you know, they need to get some value or whatever. And it's like, oh, uh, sprouting vines. Yeah, end of turn, storm mystical tutor. Yeah, yeah, storm is five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And somebody, and to turn mystical tutors, you go, okay, let that resolve. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sprouting vines for six. It's like just randomly, right? Yeah. The, okay. Sprouting vines is a cool card. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Yavamaya Elder. Oh, this is kind of an old, old school staple we don't see very often anymore. It's a 2 1, enters a battlefield. You search your library for two basic lands, you put them into your hand. Okay. And you can play them, draw a card. Okay. And then you could pay two, sack them to also draw a card. You can block with them and then sack them. I think that's the common play, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, Distant Melody. Choose a creature type, draw a card for each permanent you control of that type. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a sorcery for four. I like this card. Very EDH. Yeah. Very, I don't know if it's niche, but you don't see too many people playing it, and I'm not sure why. Don't know. Because it's a cool-ass card, and it's Wild Pair. Ooh, an enchantment for green, green, four. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, if you cast it from your hand. Okay, there, that's the clause. Cast a creature. You search your library for a creature with the same total power plus toughness and put it onto the battlefield. So you play persistent partitioners to find another persistent partitioners. Yes, or anything that has a combined power and toughness of four, you can go and find a partitioners with that. Yes. Or vice versa. Correct. Yeah. 
That I that's a that's a cool little include in this deck because you just let it literally just lets you go and find your yeah two for ones your petitioners that's yeah tremendous. Uh, we got a Nisa Vastwood Seer. That's a two two, combined power and toughness of four. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll mention. For green two, when it enters a battlefield, search your library for a forest, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle when a land enters a battlefield under your control. If you have seven or more lands, you flip her over into Nisa Sage Animist. Yeah. Sure. A three loyalty Planeswalker Nisa with a plus one, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land, you put it onto the battlefield or into your hand if it's not. So that's Coiling Oracle. So it's draw a card. Or, or draw a card. Or ramp and draw a card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> Minus two, put a legendary 4-4 green elemental creature onto the battlefield. Sure. Okay. And her minus seven is untap up to six lands, and they become six sixes. She's just there to plus one. Yes. I mean, you could possibly take a game with the minus seven, I guess, but she's there for plus, plus one. one. Yeah. She's a plus one draw card all day long. Yeah. And finally, in the draw section, the most expensive card in the deck... Yeah, Kindred Discovery. Who to thunk? This is a Commander 17 special, I guess, only ever printed then in the Dragon deck, right? Yep. Draconic Dominance or whatever it was called? Yeah. Is it, that it? I think so. Maybe. Draconic, whatever. That sounds like that could be the name of it. That sounds like The Ur-Dragon deck for, yeah. Yeah. So it's blue-blue three enchantment. Enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. We'll choose advisor. Whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks. Or attacks! We're probably not going to attack very often, but we're sure as fuck going to get lots of petitioners. Yeah, dude. Draw a card. Jesus. Every time. We're just going to... Yeah. And they're just going to chain because we have 25 of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've got like... We've got... What was it again? Arcane Adaptation. So whenever... If we have that and Kindred Discovery, we're just going to... Like, play a creature, draw a card. Play a creature, draw a card. It sounds like play a land, draw a card. Anything we're going to do is going to draw us a card. Yeah. God damn, I hate Cynic. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine playing a, uh, you got the Xenograft or whatever it is out there, and you play your Avenger or Zendikar, and you get 10 plants. You draw 11 cards. Oh, baby. For Oh, man. It's... I also love Simic. <laughs> <laughs> Can I both hate and love my my Simic deck? Of course. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, this is, Simic is the golem of magic. He hates oh, and loves himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's deep. You got can I do it? Can I still do the voice? I don't think I can. On on command, I can't do it. But I do a pretty good Gollum impression when I'm drunk. All right. <laughs> There's two more cards. They're in the icing on the cake section. We're going to start with doubling chant. That's a sorcery for green five. For each creature you control, you may search your library for a creature card with the same name. Oh, and put them onto the B. Uh, we just like double our partitioners and then we double mill them. Yes. That is cool. I wish I could play green in my Pramacon deck. I could just swap out like whatever and be able to play green, but no. They don't play the Pramacon anymore. Gotta play the Pram. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the last card is a Brando special. We all know it. We all love it. We all fear it. It is Genesis Wave. Yes, another commander quality. People, I think people know what I mean when I say that, right? Yeah. It's like this is this is a good card in the format, it, going to win you the game type card. Yes. Green, 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 X, sorcery. Reveal the top X card to your library, and you can put a permanent with converted mana cost X or less from among them, or all permanents with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield, which is probably going to be 
almost all of them. And for any land, we draw cards and gain life. Yes. There are several permanents in this deck. You probably you get played, all of them. Yeah, you probably played Genesis Wave in your Tatiova deck. I sure did. It was 100% permanents except for the two cards that were not permanents. So, yeah, you probably hit most of the time. Yes. So that's the deck. Any Any lands of note? We've got a fairly... It looks a little janky when you look at it because he has a an overabundance of differently named lands in order to take advantage of the field of the dead. Yeah, which is fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. We're playing seven basic forests and where are the islands? How many islands are there? There's six islands. You have 13 basics of 37 land. So you have to remember there is a snow covered island as well. No snow covered forest, though. Oh yeah, there is one, one of each. There we go. Yeah, well, there you go. Different names. It's it's good. It's fine. I I dig the land suite. They they're at the. Uh... Isn't the correct thing to do is is to split them so you have more odds of getting your snow covered version and or your snow your non snow covered version. Maybe he only has one of each. Maybe. Maybe yeah, he's maybe be. he's not one of these guys that ooh I have to play snow covered everything in order to take advantage. Oh, of full the... full arts from Modern Horizon. Just get out of here with yeah. Your get out of here with your fucking Simic deck. Yeah. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool, cool lands. I I think the 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 mana base is like fifty bucks. The yeah. overall budget of the deck is like a pretty budget deck, and I think that that's a strength. We'll kind of roll the two sections yeah. together. Two hundred twenty four dollar deck. Which talking last week or the week before, two hundred bucks is like what decks kind of just cost. Yeah. A deck that you build yourself that's going to have some staples and some just kind of cool stuff is probably going to run you 200 bucks these days. I don't like that. That's, I don't like that that's a real truism, you know what but it, it is. You know what it is, though? That's what the deck retails for. If you play the ramp cards that you have and the draw cards that you have and you go out and pick up... If you if you have to spend 25 bucks because you have zero partitioners and they're about a dollar or a dollar fifty each, the deck isn't going to cost you $200. That's what the deck retails for. Sure. So if I'm like if I just wanted to own this deck, I can go out and pay 220 bucks and get it, right? But that's not what it would cost because I have every single one of the lands in here. That yeah. $56 mana base cost me nothing. Yeah, like lots of these. The only card in there that I'll bet you you couldn't just get as like a throw in or hey, do you have an extra one of these? Can I have it or whatever? Is probably the breeding pool, maybe the Yavimaya Coast. Yeah, and you know what? Like looking at the Kindred Discovery, the Nisa, and the Wayward Sword Tooth, the three most expensive cards in the deck. If you cut those, and like they're sort of relevant to the strategy of the deck, but if you didn't want to spend the 55 or 60 bucks or whatever you're looking at a deck for about 160 bucks it's pretty good that retails for 160 bucks and if you wanted to play this deck like that's probably an okay price to pay for an edh deck yeah that's fine strengths and weaknesses strengths and weaknesses over and above the budget that is yes it's fun Fun. That's always the best strength to have in any deck. You and you've played Tatiova. It was fun. It's value, and you can still do really fun, cool, big EDH things. Yeah, she sets you up to do even more big, fun EDH things. Like because, like I said earlier, she is your ramp and draw package all by herself. So just by playing the game, you're going to be doing what you need to do, and it frees up more space to do stupid crap. And I love petitioners. And they very much feel like my old job. <laughs> Just reading legal text all day. 
and I have a petitioner's deck and they're they're fun and janky and unassuming and there are obviously different kind of build paths. So of course, lots of people do Demir petitioners. I do Jeskai petitioners. This is Simic petitioners. What am I going to do? What, what petitioners should I do? Uh, petitioner, rat, dwarf, tribal. Oh yeah, right. I already talked about that. <laughs> yes. Grix Tishners. Grix Tishners. I um, just add um, green for ramp because green, and then also happily ever after WinCon, just so you can say it's um, <laughs> inspired by the the nation. <laughs> and ask if it's okay to play a band card and play Coalition Victory. There we go. There it is. Okay, janky suboptimal when we're talking about combo decks, but has the EDH quality backup wins in things like Genesis Wave and Avenger of Zendikar and Merkfiend Liege to pump. You're you're going to run into eventually the EDH weakness of the mill deck, which is the Eldrazi Titan in your opponent's deck. And since you're not playing black here, you don't have a really, really reliable way or really any way of getting rid of that Eldrazi Titan so your main win condition isn't going to get you there. So you got to think of another way. Genesis Wave and Avenger are great ways to do that. Yeah, it's funny. i got a big arrow over to the weakness section where it's like um, you've got the popular win cons in the Genesis Wave and the Avenger, and it's like you'll have to convince people when you sit down with Tatiova that it's not the Tatiova combo value that Simic deck, right? Yeah. And then you find out that they have like an Ulamog in their deck, and, they're, and then you're like, Oh, I got a long-term plans for my Avenger so I can beat the hell out of them. <laughs> and it is that Simic deck. <laughs> yeah. So like maybe you gotta have that internal conversation with yourself and say, Ooh, I already told him it's a mill deck or not that deck. Yeah, we, and then it is. <laughs> well, you can have a mill deck that has a bad game has gotta end and you gotta have a way to get around the common things. Cause having Eldrazi Titans that are shuffling your library back into your grid, it's not totally on out there like i've definitely when there was a little bit more mill in our meta i definitely threw some titans into my decks just to stop that and mm-hmm. hey i have 11 mana i'll blow you some bitches out <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah. i got no problem doing that that's right spice calculator before when do we do things where we where we hypercharge the deck oh right and now make it go way faster do it what this deck needs cco staple intruder alarm oh you know what? I thought for several hot seconds on several hot occasions to put Intruder Alarm in my in my Petitioner deck. An Intruder Alarm in a p- persistent Petitioner's deck would it, you want to mill every? Like you want to mill one person for a hundred in one turn? That's fine. You want to mill fucking everybody? You want to mill yourself and then pass the turn? Intruder Alarm. It's so excellent. It will get the job done. It's an enchantment blue too. Whenever a creature comes into play, untap all creatures in play. So you mill somebody for twelve, play a partitioner, untap all your guys, repeat, 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 with repeat, your, repeat. With your quest for renewal and Merkfiend Liege, it'll actually get around the clause on intruder alarm that says creatures don't untap yeah. during your untap step. Merkfiend and Quest will untap your creatures on your opponent's turn. And if you have both of them, they'll untap twice. Yes. So you can just Fucking wreck people. Intruder Alarm in this deck is a necessity. And remember, Intruder Alarm's trigger or ability is triggered. So if you have multiple creatures entering the battlefield at the same time, it'll put multiple triggers of untap all creatures onto the stack at the same time, and you can respond to them individually by tapping and milling. And then you can resolve the next untap. Then tap and mill, resolve the next untap. Yeah, that card is about, about 15 or 20 bucks. 
it it saw a foil reprint in Mystery Boosters. So right. the foil ones are probably a little bit cheaper now. Yeah, the foil ones at one point were a, a pretty penny. Yeah, like 60 bucks or so. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that hurt a lot. But it also makes that Field of the Dead good because you play your command tower, you get a guy, untaps all your dudes, oh, and away you go. yes. Right? You play your Avenger Zendikar, now you have nine untap triggers. Yes. Mill somebody for like 112 or whatever the hell the math would be. Like, it's a... It's a doozy. That is a doozy of a that's, card that's in a deck a like one. this. Yeah, it's funny. Ryan and Brando recommending Intruder Alarm. Whoa, it's, <laughs> it's been at least a week. It's you know what? It's been a good long while since we've talked about Intruder Alarm, and that is a CCO staple. Yeah, You're it right. is. You're right. That's a that's a mighty card. It is. Yeah, love that card. All right, Ryan, hit him with the spice calculator. The spice calculator. So we go to EDHREC.com. We look at the Simic Commandies. Tatiova is the most popular one. 2,094 decks. That puts her 600-ish lists above Cumina Tyrant, Tyrant of Arazka and about 700 lists higher than Azuri Claw of Progress. Wow. The Elf Infect Commander and, like, the Merfolk Simic Commander. Dang. And Crufix, like the X-Pump or the X-Spell Big Mana deck. And Edric Spymaster of Tress, the Dirtbag Flying Man Extra Turns deck. And Rashmi Eternity Crafter, the Cascade deck. Holy shit. And Toothian Pier. The draw cards puts plus one, plus one counters on your guy's deck. Tatiova, Pop, Mo- oh, and Vanifar, the, the Birthing Pod deck. And Momir Vig, that shitty format deck. <laughs> <laughs> and Kieran, that new Thrasios that isn't as good as Thrasios. And Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, the draw cards put land into your... Into play deck. The Scourge of Standard. What? Wow, Tatio was popular. Wow, man. That's Way above it. everything. Holy smokes. Okay, well, she's number one. 2.70 average CMC here. Oh, that's so dirty. Yeah, largely in favor of the 25 yeah. petitioners. Yeah, goddamn CDH bullshit we've been yeah. talking about for the last God. hour. Dang, yeah. Now, two tutors, the long-term plans and the wild pair. Now, normally wild pair, you were saying you don't think that that should be a tutor. Yeah, normally we wouldn't count it because it's super duper duper specific, but given that it has a, it, it's to search out the key card in the deck, it's... We got to count it in this particular case, I think. Yeah, and it does hurt the spice calculator a little bit. So we're going to give you based on one tutor and two tutors, like the deck has. Sure. Go to edhrec.com. Forty-four different cards in this deck than the stock Tatiova page with like the hundred and fifty or hundred and eighty cards or whatever that's on it. We've got forty-four differences. Keeping in mind that twenty-five of those forty-four are the persistent petitioners, and I'm not going to say that counts against it, but that is something to keep in mind. Yes. We punch it all in. We get a 46.2 spicy. That's good. That's That's fine. where we like to be. But if we go to one tutor, Uh-oh. we move up to 59.1, almost fear. to 60. Fear, 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 fear. Yes. I like that. I interrupted your air horn. Sorry. Well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you had to hold all the air in. Well, that was hard. <laughs> it's way harder than you think. It's like holding in a sneeze. Your eyeballs pop out of your head. Oh, yeah. I know that you told me that's not what happens, but I'm still convinced that that's what happens. Oh, 100%. Have you ever sneezed with, sneezed with your eyes open before? I seen a Mythbusters on it. Did they sneeze with their eyes open? Yes. Did their eyeballs pop out of their heads? No. But I have also seen a Quentin Tarantino movie. So I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, I watched Hostel, man. I yeah. I assume that lady hot I just assume that she sneezed and that's why her eyeballs popped out of her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> so Christopher Culver, 
Thank you for sending in the deck. I loved it. Brando loved it. It is exactly like we say, know thy creator, right? Yep. If anybody would like to get their deck featured, of course, there is a preferred deck list channel on our Discord, which is a Patreon benefit. We do like to feature those, but we do save all decks that come in regardless of where or whom they are sent by. If you have something, if you do that Grixis deck with the one of each thing that breaks the rule, send it in. If you're not a patron, hey man, we we will talk about that deck. For sure. <laughs> it I, you will know happen. What, you know what I said? It, regardless of where you send them, please send them to commandercookout at gmail.com. Don't, don't tweet us a link or don't send it like Facebook Messenger because we do have a folder saved specifically in our email for decks. That's how we organize them. Yeah, and as much as I try really hard to get to my CCO Brando on Twitter messages that people send me i only recently realized that i was set to not <laughs> get messages so i'm really sorry for everybody i'm i'm very slowly getting through the backlog and trying to get back to everybody that's been asking me questions for the last three years that's so excellent and i'm answering every goddamn one of them no matter how old they are that's so excellent so <laughs> I'm getting that, back to you. I'm not a jerk. That is commitment from the king of CCO Nash right <laughs> I, there. It's 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 what it's the least I can do for that's, the people that give so much back to me. That's great. That's awesome. So, final thought of the day, are we keep we're, we got to keep on with the arc of good vibes, hey? Is that what we're doing next week? Absolutely. I think that the arc of the good vibes still does need to continue. I think the world is coming back to a better place, but I think more good vibes are needed to help support our fellows out there in the nation and everywhere else. So we're going to keep going with this as long as people are going to have us doing it. Keep sending in your lists. We love lists like this. We will talk about them every week because they are super fun quintessential EDH as we like to say here on CCO Podcast. We would like to thank face2facegames.com they're Canada's biggest magic store for helping us keep the lights on. We want to thank all of you guys for inviting us into your ear holes, your eye holes and every other hole that you invite us into every week for giving us a reason to come back and talk about these decks and keep having the, the kind of fun and good vibes that we have needed to get through these trying times and we will be back again next week to try your patience with another deck on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast Hit our theme song! Woo!